What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Upper Room Devotional. See, I just sound like a robot. You nailed it. You nailed it. No, that was perfect. That Upper time. Room Devotional. You, did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do? So Tim, Tim, from now on, you should just say, Welcome to the Devotional. That's so much better. Why did it take you 30 episodes to mention that? Well, you know, I just haven't had to say it in my head yet. Hey, guys, welcome back to the devotional. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Go ahead, start. <laughs> we're growing together. Oh, Those man. of you who are That's listening awesome. right now, we're growing together. And you're with us, so thank you. Yes. For now, I think. <laughs> For now. <laughs> Go oh, on. Awesome. All right. Um I have another kind of well-known story to talk about today, Justin. All right, let's go. Uh, it's going to be John chapter 20, 19 through 28. Okay, bring it. Do you know this one already? I don't know. It's probably Jesus among his <laughs> disciples. Sorry, Jesus. Yeah. All right. So when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands, his side. The disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were saying to them, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see his hands to the imprint of the nails, and put my finger into the place of the nails, and put my hand into the side, I will not believe. After eight days, the disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors having been shut, and stood in their midst, and said, Peace be with you. And he said to Thomas, Reach here with your finger, and see my hands, and reach here your hand, and put it on my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who do not see me, and yet believe. So we all know the story of Doubting Thomas, which I think is a bad rap. This guy was out in like Asia <laughs> had, Minor, he had, right? He has one bad day, you know? What's <laughs> his name? Didymus? Like Doubting Didymus sounds a lot better than Doubting Thomas. I'm not even that really clever. I think Didymus uh, just means the twin. I think Didymus had a – I think Didymus – like Thomas had a twin. I think that's why they called him Didymus. Uh, yeah, the twin. So really? there you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Thanks, you guys. See you all next week. No. <laughs> Have a great oh. week. <laughs> um, there's one thing I kind of wanted to focus in on this. Okay. And I me. never noticed it, man, until, you know, you do your studies. Because you read the stories over and over again, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Hang on. Um, the first time there? Jesus shows up, and this is after the resurrection. Yeah. Um, the doors are locked. Yeah. Jesus appears. Yes. They see him. They get excited. And then he leaves. And then eight days later, the doors are still locked, and they're still in the room. Hmm. Jesus has to appear again for the second time, telling him, peace be with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're still inside, right? And the doors having been shut. Yeah, and then he for stood in their midst again. fear of the again. Jews. That's pretty awesome. This is a fearful message, I feel like, to people. <laughs> you know, I think, and this is coming from someplace different, I feel like, but <laughs> yeah, I tend to, to use this analogy, lock things behind a lot of doors in my life yeah. and say, nobody could get in there, so I'm good. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I can't let Jesus in. Yeah, it's kind of the C.S. Lewis. It's the safe place, but it's the place where you feel nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not trying to stretch this past what the scripture says here, but I think fear when it comes to doing what God has called us to do is pretty relevant, even with the disciples here, even after Jesus is uh, – Even after he's resurrected. 
Yeah, I mean, I think historically probably the guts of this is that they're hiding out because they're being blamed for stealing the body of Jesus, <laughs> and they're probably looking for the disciples and probably trying to put them on trial. So they're in a place where it's probably dangerous for them to be out and about um, because they're being blamed for something or hypothetically could be getting in trouble for it. Um, so they're they're hiding out and Jesus is showing up. <clears throat> but to your point, they're still hiding out even after he showed up and revealed himself to them. Um, and I think that's significant. Uh, th- we kind of see the same thing with Peter early on. Um, and, and to your point, they, they, in John 21, they go back to fishing. Yeah, and Jesus tells them they're you know he was going to make them fishers of men, and here they are at the end of the book of John, back in the same place that they were before this thing happened Jesus in their relationship them, yeah. with God. Yeah. And I think our tendency is to, in our relationship with God, if something happens, go back to what we used to do, mm. go back to good. how we yeah. used to be, drop back into old habits because it's safe. And the cool thing about this story is that Jesus is able to penetrate locked doors. Mm -hmm. He's able to move into those environments even where you've been hiding out. And so when we read this story, um, the fact that he shows up a second time for the unbelieving guy blows my mind because he doesn't deserve that. Neither do I. Neither do you. Jesus doesn't have to prove himself to anyone. And what's important in this text, too, is that um, the in 30 and 31, which is just a little bit past where you read, uh, John tells us that this is the authorial intent statement for the entire book. When, when he says, uh, you know, put your fingers, you know, here, see my hands, reach into my side, stop being unbelieving, but believe. And Thomas answered, my Lord and my God, kyrios mu, kaihotheos mu, my Lord and my God, um, is a massive statement. And then it says... All these things have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. Like that's the reason for the whole thing. So what we have in this text is a picture of people who are not where they need to be because some tragedy has struck in their life and they feel like their relationship with God has been um, impacted forever. Yeah. And the tr- and the truth is they're just beginning. But if they hide out where they are or try to go back to what they used to be doing, um, they can miss everything that God has for them. And I think some of us may have found ourselves in this kind of place where maybe you had a, a vibrant relationship with God and you were doing really well, but recently you found yourself back in old habits, old patterns, and feel like maybe that fire is dying down. And I want you to know, even as you're listening to this message, that God wants to meet with you. The fact that you're hearing this message right now is a reminder to you that God is entering in and he's communicating to you and letting you know right now, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. There's stuff to do. Uh, I'm alive, more alive than I ever have been. Death and Hades are conquered, and you are my emissaries to the end of the uh, to the end of the world. And this entire book in John is written so that you would know that He really is God, mm-hmm. and He's not just God. He says, "My Lord and my God." Jesus is your Lord and your God. Yeah, it's deeply personal. You can't hide from Jesus. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so I know just, I, when I dealt with this once, I. I had a thought. I'm like, okay, if I was talking to a new believer who just got saved yesterday, yeah, what book of the Bible would I tell him to go read? And what would I tell him to start doing? And then I started doing those things myself. <laughs> I love it. That's genius. You kind of have to go back to the basics sometimes because we get the gospel and then we start getting so much knowledge, so much the- theology and pastors. And you can get bogged down with information. You just get so much information thinking you're making progress, but your heart's still back, way back in the beginning still because yeah. it hasn't caught up yet. Yeah. yeah. You start saying stuff like Didymus and it doesn't Didymus, matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't Thomas get speared? 
Wasn't that his outcome? Thomas I should have looked may have. Thomas that. sold himself into slavery uh, to one of his own slaves because he basically said that he didn't believe he should be the master of anyone, knowing that Christ was a servant of all. So he sold himself into slavery to his own slave with the intent that his slave would allow or his master would then allow him to go share the gospel to India. So India. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Thomas was a missionary to India yeah. um after after his death. Or <laughs> I think that's after worth Christ's mentioning, just because we say doubting Thomas as if it's a bad thing for him. Well, and he's labeled that. He went out as a martyr. You know? Exactly, he went out as a burning light. Yeah. And um, even in that text, like we were saying, I just I know there's a lot of people that feel like maybe they've their relationship with God isn't what it used to be. Maybe three years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> like his story, it was really good, and now it's not so good. And I want to let you know, God has more for you um, if you'll follow him to where he's telling you to go. Awesome. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good week, guys. Catch you next time.